Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. It's been a while to the Chocolate Puma podcast. It is I, your boy, the Chocolate Puma, back giving you what my loyal tens of listeners have been craving. Took a little bit of a break. Uh, basically just got a little bit tired. I had recorded an episode shortly after the NBA Finals, and I'll be honest with you, I was kind of mailing it in, so I decided not to post it, take a little bit of a break, come back refreshed for all of you. And I am glad that I did, because this episode is a good one. I lean on my old buddies, Carl and Jason, and we go over the NBA free agency period. And I'm sure there are some Ah, fairly hot takes. I mean, with Dime, you know you're going to get some hot takes. Uh, So sit back and enjoy as I present to you me, Killing Dime, talking basketball. Basketball joke. I got a basketball joke. I got a basketball joke. Ooh, baby. Right. There we go. Consent. Consent. Yes. I don't know if it's illegal in Michigan like it is in Illinois. In Illinois, you can't record somebody without consent. Well, I, I break the laws all the time. <laughs> Danger pod. <laughs> yeah. So take that FBI agent uh, looking through my computer. <laughs> you know, I'm just playing. <laughs> Don't arrest me. <laughs> Please, no. I'm not built for that life. Oh, man. So, uh, Schroeder, huh? what, what, what's up with that, huh? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We're starting with that? I thought we were doing a – I thought this was a Siskel and Ebert-style Luke Longley documentary review. Uh, well, clearly he's the greatest Australian <laughs> center of all time. We can all agree to that. Uh, you know, a true champion, fundamentally like just flawless. I mean, not in the last dance entry, so he was busy. He was busy. That's all. I didn't mean to hijack. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schroeder. <laughs> right, 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 right. Bet on yourself. I mean, that's yeah. that that's steep. Four years, eighty-four, right? Is what he turned down. Yeah. To go from to go from eighty-four million to five point nine. I mean, it almost hurts worse than the the boogie situation where I don't think he turned down any extension during the season, but he thought he was going to get a near max, which he would have. <laughs> right. And I mean, uh, yeah, it was just injury for boogie. I mean, it's not like you know he he shit the bed like you know. Our good old boy Dennis did. Well, hold on a sec. On the Schroeder thing, not that I'm some kind of Schroeder stand, but is it Schroeder or Schroeder? I've been saying Schroeder. I'm probably wrong. Uh, So, whatever. Either way, Dennis. Dennis. His. I think. I don't necessarily think he screwed up. I think whoever his business people are screwed up because those are the people who are supposed to read the market. Like if you think about what his actual value is compared to the contracts that were thrown out to some of these point guards this year, maybe not a max deal, but certainly Alonzo ball style for other point guards that got similar deals. Like had he got three years, 55 million, we wouldn't have been like, that's ridiculous. I mean, we would have, cause I don't like him, but considering the market, 
and whoever his agent is and his business people who are like, turn this down because next year when there's 18 point guards on the market and you're the 16th best one, you're going to get a better deal. I blame his business people because I'm not saying he didn't shit the bed, but he didn't. His value isn't one year, six million. That's just like he ran into a crappy market that his agent and his business people should have told him about. That's my take on that. No, I, I agree with you. And I just kind of want to know, what's your boy, uh, what's your boy uh, Daryl Morey doing if he could have got Schroeder for $6 million, I mean. Doesn't he, want him. Doesn't need him. He's training Ben Simmons for, for another guard. He doesn't need Schroeder. Okay. He needs that cap space for when he flips Simmons for Dame or, or Beal or whatever he's got in mind. Yeah, let's, let's see. I doubt he's got enough to get Dame. Ben Simmons, two words. I mean, it would be Ben Simmons, it'd be Thibel, probably Maxi, and three firsts. You really think it would take that much to get Dame? Here's the thing. Yes. Right now, Dame's not being shot that we know of. But if Dame asks out, who's going to offer them better than Ben Simmons, a first, and like Maxi? Like, where? tell me some other package that they can get. I mean, I guess is my question. If you look, I mean, it, 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 anybody can offer. I mean, it, I would think the Raptors, if you got Siakam, Van Fleet, and some picks. I mean, I don't know. I think there's a lot of teams that would line up for Dame. I mean, he's a franchise changing player. He's one of like the 12 guys that matters in the league. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think, I think people would give up a ransom for him. Even somebody terrible like the Kings, they could give up Fox, uh, Halliburton and uh bagley and all the picks from now until eternity you know you think any of those pieces is more enticing than ben simmons i i mean we all hate ben simmons i think to some extent and don't want him on our team hate is a strong word (laughs) well carl wants him i know carl wants to deal clay for him right wiggins straight up wiggins wiggins and oh and you know wiseman maybe I don't, I don't. Oh, I would definitely take that over a package of Ben Simmons, Maxi, and a first-round pick. Oh, wait, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, Ben Simmons is damaged goods. Like, I don't. I think he's way better than his breakdown in the playoffs. I mean, we're giving him a hard time because of how catastrophic his breakdown was. But we all watched LeBron give up in the playoffs. We watched him implode against Dallas. Uh, you know, sometimes it happens. Sometimes a guy just runs out of the mental fortitude during the playoffs. So I think he can bounce back, but I, I don't know. I think I think there'll be other teams if Dame wants, really wants out. Is Am I miss like, so the difference between this and some of these others is if Dame wants out, he can't really dictate where he gets traded, right? Because there's one, two, three years left on his contract. Right. So wherever he goes, he's then stuck there. He can't be like, I'm not going to resign because who cares? They'll get three years of them, right? So that sure. opens it to the whole league. Yeah, but then at the same time, I mean, do you want like a disgruntled dame like on your team? Like I've never seen a disgruntled dame, but he strikes me as the type that if he wanted to, he could make everybody on that team's life a living hell. I agree with you, though. He doesn't seem like he would go that far. He might bellyache about not wanting to go to Toronto or whatever, but if he got there, what's he going to do? Start bellyaching about another trade? He'll probably play at least a year before he starts complaining again. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. 
And, and of course, you know, his Oakland mentality, you know, he's, uh, he's going to try to win wherever he goes. I, I just don't see him. If he got to a point where he got traded to like a Sacramento, I could see him like losing that Oakland mentality and just being like, fuck it. Wow. Is this a foregone conclusion that he's going to demand a trade? Did Portland get better? No. No. I mean, Norman Powell is one of my worst signings. That's a, that's a lot of money to give to give Norman Powell for somebody who's not really – but then again, you're looking at Duncan Robinson making that same amount of money. I just – I don't know what the value of some of these guys is anymore because I look at Norman Powell and I'm like, wait, he's taking up what percentage of my cap? And I have championship aspirations. How much did Powell get? He got five years, ninety million. So Jeez. just under—I mean, that's 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 just a lot of money. And I think, I think I need to start looking at these things as a percentage of the cap versus the total amount. Yes. Yeah. And furthermore, you also have to think about who's available like who could portland have signed with that money that would make them more enticing at dame because you guys might not agree with this but i always think of the two biggest bulls free agent signings of the last 20 years up until now and both of them we look back on as terrible but what would you have done differently we had the money to spend and ben wallace was the number one free agent on the market we had the money to spend and carlos boozer was the number one free agent the ben wallace thing was a disaster but the Carlos Boozer thing, we all complained about how it was too big of a contract. But what were we going to who were we going to get that was better with that money since we struck out on all the other guys? You know, and so you think about Portland trying to make this enticing for Dame to come back. They can't plan. They have to just buy as many wins as they can at a pure premium to try and keep Dame. And so I don't think the Powell move was necessarily a mistake, especially if if Dame bounces, then it was what the core looks like. And Powell can. Like you said, eighteen million a year. Like Norm Powell's probably worth eighteen million a year, right? Nah. I mean, when you that, break it down like that. Yeah, I mean, what Taylor Horton Tucker is getting? <laughs> uh, what's this? Uh, almost twelve mil a season. So I mean, yeah, I'd say Powell's worth eighteen if if THT is getting you know eleven mil a season. I, I dig it. it. And Kyle Lowry's getting thirty million a season. I, I'd give Norman Powell eighteen million if you're giving Kyle Lowry thirty. That's what I'm saying. I think you know, like Kyle. I, I mean, it doesn't move the needle for Portland. It doesn't keep Dame there. They're not going to win more games this year. I guess theoretically, what's it been every year that Nurkic gets hurt, and that's why they don't win games. And like, at what point? So, like, if Nurkic is healthy this year, what are they going to be in the West? Six. Uh, it's the McCollum Fifth? thing. They got to trade McCollum for a wing. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, if anybody's got to go, it's – and I like CJ, but he's the only person of value that you can get, like, a helpful piece with. You think someone would trade the president of the NBPA twice in three years? Because CP3 got traded, mm -hmm. and now isn't CJ McCollum the heir apparent or whatever? He is the, he is the reigning, defending, undisputed president of the NBA Players Association. You're absolutely right. Well, those guys get paid. Whatever, I guess. Hey, hey they make sure they get paid at least. <laughs> Oh, man. So, uh, Wait, I have a question before we move on from Talon Orton Hucker. Ta Talon Orton Tucker. 
Talon Horton Tucker. THT. <laughs> Is he any good? Uh, I watched him like play garbage minutes sometimes and be an energy guy for the Lakers. Why do you get $12 million? Because they're desperate or what's the story? Uh, according to like Windhorse, uh, LeBron thinks he's a, a young guy with 20 points a game uh, potential. I guess it's possible. Is it? I mean, is it possible? What are his like? Is he a good shooter? Is he a good passer? Can he get buckets? What is his deal? I thought he just played defense, or am I mixing him up with someone? I mean, I've seen him get buckets, but it was against like (laughs) Mike Dunleavy the fourth. I mean, so I mean, I mean, good on him. He, you know, he's coming off like a a league minimum deal to like life changing money. So I'm happy for him, but. Is he a good player? Oh, <laughs> yeah, and he's only twenty. He's really young, so yeah. I mean, that's the thing is with these young guys, you just you don't know if they're gonna pop or not. But it seems like most guys now are hitting their prime somewhere between twenty-five and thirty. So he's not even gonna get to that by the end of this contract. Bro, yeah. well, I've got two fun facts about him. I just googled him. First, it's Talen. Talen is how the first name is pronounced. Secondly, graduated from Simeon in Chicago. Oh, really? With how other famous I? alums like Derrick Rose. How dare I not Who? know that? I'm disgusted I know, I felt, I felt embarrassed too. <laughs> I'm disgusted. Uh, I'm over here bad-mouthing <clears throat> a Chicagoan, a Southsider, <laughs> no less. Oh. Yep, looks oh, like it. God. I don't even know who I am anymore. They should have paid him more, if you ask me. <laughs> The guy's worth eighteen million, easy. <laughs> you know, I didn't understand what the what the Knicks were doing. Were they just were they just signing guys because they had to spend money on somebody? I think Fournier's fine for his price, but Nerlens Noel three years for thirty two million, Derek Rose three years for forty three million, Alec Burks three years for thirty million. That's on one of my worst contracts list. Wait, yeah, I have a I have a retort to this. My understanding is that most, if not all, of those contracts, the last years are team options. Sure, but that's two years of terrible contracts. Like even if you can opt out of all of them in the third year. Yeah, but you got to think about it. You got to think like Daryl Morey, man. You got to think about these short-term mm. contracts are tradable contracts. They're waiting for Dame. They're waiting for whoever, and you can't trade for one of those guys unless you have the contracts to match it. And these short-term contracts that'll come off the books, Portland's going to want that kind of stuff. You know, they don't want bad contracts. They don't want like long contracts. So these two and three-year deals will be very tradable. So I think the Knicks didn't get better. They probably get worse because they had a career year, but they probably make the playoffs, which is all the Garden wants to see. They got Kemba Walker. Everyone's happy about that, I guess, because he's a New Yorker. I don't know. Yeah, and he's cheap. I mean, you know, and he's cheap. it's one of those things where it's like when he was getting paid $30 million, you're overrated. But now that he's only going to be making $8 million a year for the Knicks, it's like, yeah, that's great. You love mm-hmm. that guy. <laughs> so, that's good. And he value. takes those Alfred Payton minutes. It's back to the Suns. Back to the Suns for him. I was surprised he hadn't signed yet. Is Frank, uh, what's his name? Frank Mila Kina, is he still in the league? Um, he's coming off the bench for the French national team. I saw him get no minutes in those in those Olympic games. Because I remember when he got drafted, he was supposed to be the great like 
he was the next guard stopper. Like he was just going to be like lockdown city back there. Yeah, that, oh, that, I, he's nowhere right now. Yeah, they didn't give him a qualifying offer even. Yikes. Ooh. Yeah, that guy never really developed. It, it, that's a big market thing. Every time the Knicks draft someone, they get way too much press. I mean, but in his, the Knicks. in his defense, though, I mean, like, who was the coach there? I mean, who was supposed to develop this guy? <clears throat> If he can't get minutes over international players that can't make the NBA on the French team, which isn't to say the French team wasn't solid this year, then come on. But that's this year. I'm talking about when he comes into the league, if he has a guy that can help mold him, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, he, I don't know. He could be THT. I mean, obvious game changer. (laughs) Right. And they always say that about, they're like, you get drafted to the right situation. You know, not all teams are created equal. So when you get drafted to the Knicks or even, yeah, any of these, like, high-pressure environments, some of these guys get killed. Like, what's going on in Philly? You know, I mean, with uh, – what's his face? Markel Foltz. I mean, they Oof. destroyed him, and now they've destroyed Simmons too. You know, at what point do you yeah. start looking at that the organization, the fan base, whatever else, where you're like, what's going on there? Oh, I just, both of those guys, I just want to blame the guys. Simmons Fultz? and Fultz. Fultz I mean, Fultz. I'll blame I, How do you blame Philly? Blame. Because they, they were killing him, like, right away. The fans were on him right away for not being able to shoot in the hitch and everything. It was terrible. I mean, he had the twisties. Do you think he wouldn't have had the twisties if he was somewhere else? Maybe I guess. I okay. think if he if he was if he played for the Timberwolves, I guarantee it wouldn't have been a problem. Well, he'd be shooting in an empty gym. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Wogan. No disrespect. No disrespect. <laughs> but yeah, I'll blame the Sixers on uh, Fultz. I'll blame Simmons though. I, yep. I feel like Fultz was also injured, if I'm not mistaken, and I feel like he was just mismanaged. Mm-hmm. And he came back too quick. It got in his head. And then it was just like a downward spiral from there. Whereas Simmons, it just feels like he didn't want to work on a jumper. Like he just doesn't want to get made fun of for not being able to shoot. And not everybody has to be able to shoot. I mean, some guys, that's fine. If you can't shoot, don't shoot. But you got to at least attempt it every now and again to keep the defense honest. I mean, also, if you're not dunking on Trey, uh, Trey Young, under the basket, I mean, buddy. Yeah. Guys, guys, have you not seen the Instagram videos released of him drilling three-pointers with Rajon Rondo in a gym somewhere? Yes. Noted three-point assassin. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, look, man, if he came to the Warriors, Draymond would be yelling at him to shoot every possession. It would be one. That sounds awful. That sounds awful. That no, sounds like he, it would break him. Didn't we talk about these situations breaking guys? You think someone yelling at Ben Simmons to shoot is how he's going to start shooting? Yes. What are you, Michael Jordan? I mean, I feel like, do you feel like Embiid pushed Simmons or do you feel like they just coexisted together on the same court? Oh, definitely coexisted. Also, I feel like Embiid knew that if push came to shove, he could just bully Ben Simmons into doing what he wanted. Yes. He I blame Brett out. Brown. Brown, I mean, I think it's Jimmy. I have no problem with that. (laughs) 
Jimmy Butler Here's what came. Brett Brown did. Nothing. He's a player's coach, and I doubt he ever confronted him. And at some point, you have to confront the guy, and he didn't. And then Doc Rivers came in and, like, did his little Doc Rivers thing where he, like, kind of took veiled pokes at him through the media, and that didn't work. So... What you mean being shady and untrustworthy to your players didn't work out for him? <laughs> I am shocked. I, I stop, am sh- stop throwing shade at another Chicago boy, Doc Rivers. Look, he's acting like he's from Skokie or something right now. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe you guys haven't brought up the Bulls yet. They're like the winners of free agency. <laughs> oh, right? don't worry, killer. It's I assumed that was the headline. Yeah, I assume these are like the the under. This is the undercard, Carl. <laughs> to use a boxing term. Look, the flyweights are going at it right now. The heavyweights are in the back warming up, baby. It's coming. <laughs> uh, I'll ask, what, what was an under the radar signing you think is going to work out? Hmm. Well, you know, I think I think the two warrior minimum contracts are going to work. Otto Porter and Iggy, I think those are going to be huge. But I feel oh like, oh my god! I mean, <laughs> it's it's about the money. We we didn't have money to sign anybody. You know, it's like you got it. You got to take what you can get. And those guys aren't huge game changers, but to get them on your squad, I mean, that's great. Even this the the Schroeder deal right I mean that has an opportunity to be game changing for Boston at that price point and adding like a legitimate NBA starter for practically nothing um he he doesn't start though right that's a Schroeder wouldn't start in Boston would he who's gonna start over him Marcus, Marcus Smart. Smart but Mark they might push yeah. him to shooting guard if they want a small lineup but no, that won't work. No, I'm just yeah. saying, Schroeder coming. What you just said clicked with me. Schroeder coming off the bench for Boston would be huge. That they had their bench was probably one of the worst in the NBA last year. So that could be a big, a big boost to have him come in and score 12, 15 points on high volume. <laughs> but yeah, who knows? Under the radar. Yeah, I don't hate those Golden State signings for what for the money they had. I don't think Iggy moves the needle even a little bit but porter if he could stay healthy it's fine yeah we in like the 20 games he played for the bulls over the last couple of years he was okay you know i don't know if it was under the radar because i think they talked about it a lot but pj tucker to the heat was huge yeah yeah i mean and just going off of a championship too that i was shocked that he left i mean given how milwaukee like kind of embraced him i thought that he'd give them the uh the old hometown discount, but uh, <laughs> PJ said, I got my ring. I'm going to South Beach. <laughs> God, you guys, all your takes are terrible tonight. PJ Tucker is garbage. He should not have even been on the court for Milwaukee. I don't understand what his role was. He didn't hit threes. He didn't play great defense. He just got in foul trouble and took up space, which is, I guess, good for Milwaukee because they didn't need a fifth player. But okay, Miami so- probably will. Does do, do do the Bucks win the series against the Nets if they don't have PJ Tucker? It, it depends who gets those minutes. I guess is my is my thing. I, I think he was a net negative. Mm. I mean, if PJ, I'm not saying if did PJ Tucker shut KD down? No. Did he do okay on him? Maybe, but he also was like 0 for seven on average in those games. So if you bring someone in who scores five to eight points a game and can be a threat and not just hide in the corner. 
I th- yeah, I think maybe they do if they don't have PJ Tucker, depending on who takes those minutes. I, obviously, you don't change anything when it worked, but I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't here, know if I'm buying PJ Tucker at this here, at this advanced age. Here's the three guys they're trying to replace him with: George Hill, Rodney Hood, and Grayson Allen. Ooh, yeah, no, give me PJ Tucker. So yeah, that, that, twenty, that's you really want twenty to twenty-five minutes of PJ Tucker over one of those? I, Grayson are those Allen? guys really replacing him? Bobby Portis is going to get those minutes. It's not like, I don't know. <laughs> I just look. You don't okay. just move the the. You don't just move the last five guys on your bench up to replace your starter. Everyone shifts up. Those guys aren't getting his minutes. It's not like that. Those, I mean, those were their signings. That's what I'm saying. That, yeah. Those are the reinforcements they brought in. So that was their answer. We'd rather give our money to these three dudes. I mean, I'm gonna look. It, it's all about value, right? When you're talking about to to sign, let's see, Tim Hardaway Jr. You got to put out 75 million over four years. When you can get a mm-hmm. PJ Tucker, who I think can give you 10 to 20 productive minutes a night on the biggest stages in the play- playoffs. He doesn't get played off the court. He's not one of these guys who shrinks in the moment. Like two for fifteen for him is perfect, and he he doesn't get bullied. Like and in the playoffs, you need a guy that's not gonna get bullied. Like when KD was out there doing KD things, he just went out there and was like, it wasn't phasing him. Whereas I feel like another player might shrink in that moment and make things worse. So you don't think you think those 20 minutes, the 20 to 25 minutes of PJ Tucker are going, those minutes are going to hood. You don't think Bobby Portis gets 28 minutes a game instead of 20. And these other guys don't like grow a little. I don't know. I'm not a PJ. I like him. I like his sneaker collection. I just think the man with dead weight out there and all he did was foul. And I understand that had some value, but I don't think that's what moved the needle for that team. I guess. Is it because Daryl Morey traded him? Is is this this where this is coming from? Nah, Daryl Morey discovered If it wasn't for Daryl Morey, I might not like him at all. Daryl Morey discovered him (laughs) as far as I'm concerned. And what, and, and, and his role on that when he could actually hit threes and was a little bit more mobile was very, very important. I don't think that team is anything without him. Those Houston teams, he was the key to unlock them, I think, but he's not that anymore. No, sorry guys. I mean, that's why it was a two years. $15 $15 million deal. Yeah. yeah. Not a terrible signing. I just don't think it's important. We just said under the radar, man. <laughs> under the radar, it's still going to have value. That guy's not going to have any value on that team. I'll tell yeah, you the best it. under the radar signing. Hit me with Patty it. Mills to the Nets. Yes. But that was, that That's was loud. <laughs> was it? That was loud. He was, he was in Tokyo when it happened. Who was <laughs> It was buried that headline. Yeah. No, I mean, I guess it, the whole Nets free agency was like, oh, my gosh, who, who are they going to get next? It's incredible. But you're right. Okay. Per- perfect signing for that team. I like okay. Justice Winslow to the uh, to the Clippers for next to nothing. I, I'm a Justice Winslow guy. I think he's he just is good at what he knows what he's good at and he doesn't try to stray out of it. He goes out there, he plays defense, he'll get you a fast break dunk or two, and he's not going to screw up too much. So I think high basketball IQ guy on that Clippers team, which Lord knows they need all the IQ they can get, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good deal for him. Well, and who knows how, how 
how long Kawhi is going to be out. He's going to be eating a lot of those Kawhi minutes. Yeah, and he's, I think <laughs> playoff P is going to have his hands full next year. You think you think Justice Winslow is ever going to like be healthy and be a contributing player in the NBA? I've always liked him too. I just it, it's never really happened for him, right? What's he? This is like his fifth year in the league now, right? Or am I over? Am I thinking he's too old? No, you just fourth, think of him as he, fourth his, or fifth. Yeah, he's Jeff Green or Rudy Gay. Like that's that's his career. He's gonna be like Je- oh, a, I see Jeff. Ceiling. Green. That's his ceiling, is what you mean? Yes. Okay. He's just gonna be that guy that they're like, man, that'd be a really helpful player to have. But you know, <laughs> yeah, whatever. In, in ten years, there will be a basketball podcast where somebody's talking about you know Uncle Justice, like we talk about Uncle Jeff Green right now. Wait, guys, I, I just looked him up. This will be his seventh NBA season. So when does really? a guy hit? When does a guy hit? Uh, not in year seven. <laughs> not usually. Few examples of that. Very few. I I can't think of any. Yeah. Maybe Jermaine O'Neal, although we always knew he was going to be good. He just didn't get the minutes, right? Yeah, but that was a year seven. Yeah, I don't know. I was just listening on some podcast talking about there's that documentary coming out on Netflix about the uh, Malice at the Palace, yeah, which I definitely want to watch. Romani. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that because I've always been uh, pro players punching drunk idiots in the face. <laughs> I, I wonder if I had like a – I'm just trying to think back, and I, I don't remember taking sides that much, but I feel like maybe I had a – those players are out of control tilt at the time, which was obviously the wrong take. But I was pro AI and anti dress code, so I don't know where I fell on all that. Now it's easy. Obviously, that dude that threw that thing uh, at Ron Artest deserved to be, you know, get the shit kicked out of him. But no, I was always pro player, but it was really who who instigated the whole thing on the court, and it was it was Ben, ben Wallace, Wallace, right? So I was like, I, I never even I never even thought about like I was like all these fans deserve it. Like any of the mm-hmm. fans who are throwing stuff or trying to get on the court and trying to throw punches, I was like, they deserve it. They were in the wrong to me. I mean, and had Jermaine O'Neal not slipped, we would have witnessed a murder on the court. Yep. Because <laughs> he, was, he was bringing that fire. <laughs> E-Tomp, what are the chances that someone within 10 miles of you right now was involved at the Malice at the Palace? I will give it a strong 60% chance. Wow. <laughs> a strong 60%. Lock your doors. Lock your doors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were very unhappy up here with the uh, name, image, and likeness ruling. <laughs> <laughs> like they actually got to come out of their pockets. Like, <laughs> How anyone be unhappy with that rule? That's insane. It ruins the spirit of the game. Amateurism. <laughs> That's what it's all about. They play for the love. They're making money off their likeness and image. The colleges aren't paying them. I'm not. It's fine. I know I'm not arguing against you. Well, it's, it's yeah. a hard sell in a college town. Yeah, I, I, I believe me. I've argued till like my voice is like force. Like, <laughs> buddy, it's it's not that anymore. Because Tom Izzo, he certainly ain't getting paid in college credits. <laughs> nope. But I digress. (laughs) Yeah. 
So am I the only one who thinks the CP3 deal was pretty bad? Oh, absolutely. Like Again, no choice, right? No. No, they didn't have, a, I don't think they had a choice. They had to bring it back, especially after they made the finals. I don't know. Whenever you start saying you have to do something, I'm, that makes me worried. He's 38, right? No, he's not that old. Uh, he, he will be 40 by the end of this contract, won't he? Yeah, I, I, Chris Paul is 36. Wow. Yeah, I knew oh, I was Wait, what was this Chris contract? Paul. Was it four years or? Four years, 120, but there might be a team option there. Well, uh, here's the thing. He deserves $30 million this coming year for what he just did. There's no re- – like, of course he's old, but there's no reason to think he'll break down. Four years is a lot to, like, commit to a guy oh, that wait, age. Wait, 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 wait. Back up. You said no reason to think he'll break down. I'm saying, let, let me put it this way. The, the performance he put on this season was worth $30 million. But we don't pay for past performance. But I'm saying – so I'm saying, like – if you think you're going to get this, that Chris Paul this coming season, and I don't see a reason why you wouldn't, I mean, right. besides he's older, but it's the same thing, then I don't have a problem with giving him $30 million for the 21-22 season. Sure. I don't know about giving him $30 million for the 24-25 season right. based on this. But $30 million, I think, is a fair market value for his performance, like, now. It's the years that's the problem, I think. Yeah, I would have rather have seen even them. I mean, I don't know how high they could have gone, but, you know, like a two-year $70 million deal or something like that. Just keep the years totally. short. But CP3 never would have signed up for that. No. But this is the Albert no. Pujols thing, right? You sign him to the 10-year contract, and you know four of those back-end years are going to be terrible. And I'm yeah. like, I just I just didn't know we were there with the NBA. <laughs> Just well, hold on a, a minute. In there yeah, the and four. he's a vegan. <laughs> right? Or a vegetarian or something? Isn't he's that what the whole puff piece was? Yeah, they talked about that. Okay. Well. He's doing he's doing the Tom Brady thing, right? Like the, the plyometrics or whatever. Yeah, avocado yeah. ice cream and all that. You know. Yeah, do your homework, Kaminga MVP 2028. No, I'm still against the contract. I still think it's a bad contract. I think... <laughs> I think he's going to underperform next year. Like, I don't think the Suns are, what, are they top? Their ceiling is the fourth seed? I think they're a fourth seed next year. Who's one, two, three? Lakers, Warriors. <laughs> I've come around on it a little bit. I've come around on it a little bit. I wouldn't say guaranteed, but go on. Lakers, Warriors. The Jazz. Jazz. They'll win a lot of regular season games. I think that's it. And then, the yeah, Lakers, the Jazz, Clippers. Yeah, Clippers. I think the Mavericks could be in the mix. The Nuggets could be in the mix. I mean, I, the Suns were not supposed to be good this year, right? Yeah. They weren't supposed to be this good this year. So, I mean, one of those other teams is going to step up. Let me ask you this. If the Suns come back and do the same thing they did this year with Booker obviously coming on strong in the second half and clearly being the man or better than we thought he was going to be and CP3 putting on this vintage performance and getting all the help, you know, from those little pieces, if they all do it again, you still think that they're a six seed or a five seed or a four seed? You don't think they're higher than a four? The next season? 
this right. coming season. I'm just saying, like, I feel like everyone's analysis of them is that they overperformed, right? Yeah. And A, they overperformed, and B, the rest of the league was hurt because of COVID. So I'm saying, let's say COVID's out, but they didn't overperform. Like, they perform exactly as good again this year. You still think that four is their ceiling. For next season, or do you think that if they play as well this season as they did last season, that they can't be the two or the three seed behind the Lakers and the Jazz? No, I don't. I I think they'd be the three seed tops. Yeah. Given if they duplicate last year's performance. Right. Right. Which CP3 is a year older. You know, whatever people have caught up to them. There's all kinds of factors, but okay. It's hard for me to argue against that. The West is thick this year. You know. So it's not like the Suns have a, you know, a Taylor Horton Tucker. Okay. (laughs) That would make me really comfortable putting them like in that two, three area, but you know, no THT. Are you guys Mikhail Bridges guys? I am. Yes. Okay. I I think he could be good. You know, it's funny. Uh, He is good. It's funny Certainly. if only Philadelphia had a player like that. Oh, wait. <laughs> they and he's did. Fr- Didn't he go to college there, too? He went to college there, and his mother works for the Sixers. Great organization. Uh, I'm like, th- th- it was just what they needed. A wing that can shoot threes and play good defense. <laughs> uh, that was, the, was that the Elton Brand era, I'm guessing? Yes. That was pre so. Mori. That was year one of Elton Brand, I believe. He was like, let me get all the big men. So you guys think the Mavs are really going to be in the mix? Not really. Like, no, I mean, I just think it, it really just depends on Luca. You know, I think he could be like we saw it in the Olympics, right? I mean, he carried that team almost to the finals. Mm-hmm. So, another year older, if he can, if he can elevate his game again, you know, the sky's the limit for him. Yeah, I, I think, think Dallas. Think, yeah, go ahead, Big Tom. No, I was just gonna say Luca's gonna do Luca things. Uh, I, I'm not confident in uh, a the coaching of Jason Kidd and b uh, his supporting cast. <laughs> I'm not worried about Luca at all, though. <laughs> Let me pitch something to you. Do you think they can go farther if they sign and trade? They they do a sign and trade Moxie Kleba and a first round pick for Laurie Markinen. Do you think that moves the needle for Dallas? Can we convince Dallas that moves the needle for them? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if we get like uh, Mark Cuban uh, to drink it or something, but <laughs> Damn. I mean, I feel I'm like so that's I- a it's a static move for them. <laughs> I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find a home for Laurie Markkinen. I've been on the trade machine. It's not easy to come up with some. No, they just they the, the Bulls are playing it brilliantly. He, they're just like we need a first round pick because yeah. all, all the teams it has to be a sign and trade for the for it to work for the teams caps who are interested. So you know, if worst case scenario, he sticks on the team for the qualifying offer. Maybe they deal him at the deadline, but I don't think it's going to be a happy ending for poor Lori. How, how many players in like NBA history have since the qualifying offer came into being have done the qualifying offer and then stayed with the team? 
I think it's like very, I, I think it's like one in a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they never like stay when they get qualifying offer insult, you know? Right. Cause guys take it personal, you know, maybe, yeah. they, maybe they shouldn't, but you know, I, I know I would personally. I don't know what Laurie thinks his value is. I don't understand. He like underperformed. I'm not blaming him necessarily. I still think he could be good, but he's underperformed year after year. And now he wants to get paid. I don't understand. He should just take the qualifying offer and try to raise his value again. What does he think? I think he just wants to get out of Chicago. Yeah. I mean, I I think he just, he doesn't have a place on the team. Yeah. It feels like he wants, you know, big money, but he's given us like Zach Collins production. So, I mean, I don't know. I trade him for Zach Collins. Is that on the table? <laughs> uh, hey, the he Spurs got their the guys. Spurs. The Spurs I take, I take guys. a flyer on that. Good for the Spurs. If he can stay healthy, I think he still could be good. Yeah, I mean, even though he looks like a guy who like uses the phrase, do you know who my dad is quite a bit? <laughs> yeah. He's he's a solid player. <laughs> he was he was I feel like Zach Collins was the perfect player for Portland because he had he like could pull off the hipster look and the neo-Nazi look at the same time. And I was like, man, both of these, both of these folks live in this town. Yeah, he's in both lanes. <laughs> no, so do you guys think that the DeRozan signing for the Bulls, does that mean, does that mean that Mr. Zach Levine is on the trading block? No. 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 No, I don't think so at all. Yeah, no, for a number of reasons. First of all, the DeRozan signing was perfect for like four different reasons because it's only three years, right? So that becomes a tradable contract potentially, A, even if he's not great. B, if Levine doesn't resign and we can't keep him, we've got DeRozan who – those numbers for another year or two, at least while we bring some other guys along. Okay. Three, if you put him in, and this is going to be funny because when we first got him, remember I was telling you guys he could line up as like a stretch four, but now I'm going to take a completely different tack. If you go with a three guard lineup, which Billy Donovan traditionally has loved, DeRozan is kind of a perfect fit. Like DeRozan, Caruso, Ball, Kobe White. Levine, you have like a lot of really interesting three guard lineups and DeRozan helps with that. And so it works in all those ways. Or if you just want to deal Levine, which I don't want to do, DeRozan can fill those minutes and go out and still get you 20, you know, 22 points a game, whatever it is, and keep you competitive in the East. So I think it was perfect for all those reasons. And then lastly, for what we talked about before, you go out and you get the best available when you've got the cap space. And they did that without, like hurting their future contract position, their future cap space. So I love it for all those reasons. And also, I mean, Levine's only 26. I mean, so I don't think you, you, you do everything you can to keep a guy that young. I feel he's just coming into his prime, like 27, 28 is when NBA guys tend to come into their prime. So I'd say uh, it's a good backup option to have, but Levine is is option A all the way. 
I just why wouldn't that... we just offer him an extension now? Why haven't they offered him the extension yet? Isn't he eligible for it? I'm sure he's eligible for it. I mean, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to believe in this front office, okay? They, they're impressing me right now. I believe they have a plan. You got your, you know what? I want to get you a bull jersey that's Karnasovas on the back. You're damn right. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, like, the the plan is that Levine is expendable. That's the plan. No, they don't want to, they don't want to. No, it is not. The plan is that they have a plan B. That doesn't mean plan A is expendable. You don't (laughs) make a plan B because plan A is expendable. You make a plan B in case plan A goes wrong. I don't think there's they want a to difference. Give him the max. Yeah, I don't think they want to give him the max. Do you think that I we all does heard... any team want to give a player the max? I mean, I'm just saying those respect comments. I just want my respect. We'll get Come that on now. Come he just on goes now. out there. That's all. Listen, if the Bulls go out there and win 47 games this year and look really promising and become an attractive spot for free agents and whatever. The Bulls are going to re-sign Levine because he's going to be a part of that. If they go out there and win 38 games this year and Levine doesn't take another step forward, then they've got a plan B to continue to stay competitive if they don't keep him. So have, I don't. But they have to get rid of one of those contracts. They can't keep Vooch, DeRozan, Levine. Who's the other big contract? Is there one more I'm I, missing? Lonzo? I'm pretty sure they can. Lonzo. So you got, they got bird rights on all those guys. I'm pretty sure they can keep them if they want, if they're competitive enough. And if they're not, then they won't sign Levine. Reinsdorf's not going to luxury tax. If they're, if they're winning games and competing, like if they're a legitimate contender in the East, which theoretically with this group could be the case in a couple of years. I'm just, I'm just prepping everybody mentally that Levine, you're going to hear a lot of Levine trade talk because maybe a bridge has been burned. That's all I'm saying. No, nah, not if they win games, man. Winning cures all. Yeah. Uh, this is a if nice they're winning games, family. yeah. We're on the uptick, all right? <laughs> is there anybody that they could trade Zach Levine for that you would go, okay, I'm good with that? That's a, that's a tradable person. Like Dame. the Bradley Beals, the Ben Simmons. Dame. I wouldn't trade him for Simmons. I'd trade him for Dame. Yeah. But not Beal? Yeah, pro- probably Beal, I guess. I don't know. I, the thing is, like, I, I know that Beal is viewed as a, as a better asset right now, but if you look at Levine's ascent, I don't know. And you can you can give him – you can offer him more money and, like, he, he – theoretically likes playing here we'll see but apparently he likes donovan and i know he made the respect comment but that's about money that's not necessarily about fit or city or you know whatever so yeah dame probably dame wow i I wouldn't hate bradley beal uh Mm -hmm. i feel like levine i i think he's got more potential like i i do i i don't think that i think bill scores and that's great but he gets he gets cooked out there defensively. Not to say that Zach Levine is defensive player of the year, but you know he's at least given some kind of effort. Hey, no, he was he was a defensive stopper at the Olympics. I was about to say if if you guys were watching those Olympic games, Levine was one of the best defenders in that whole tournament, which was wild to watch. I don't know how that translates, but. <laughs> But FIBA is like the wild, wild west of basketball. Nothing makes sense. <laughs> Up is down. Left is right. Patty Mills is, is the greatest <laughs> scorer of all time. 
I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, wait, I was just looking at Vooch's contract. So Vooch's contract after this year is going to be an expiring. He only has two years left. So if this thing goes south and they want to re-sign someone, they could easily trade Vooch, assuming he continues to perform. There are going to be plenty of teams out there that are going to be willing to take some salary on if, we, if we're giving them Vooch, you know, if he's still getting 20 and 10, which I don't know why he wouldn't. He's been consistent. So that would be a movable contract too. I think they've, Karnasova and, and Evers, I, I think they've set themselves up with a lot of flexibility. They have good tradable contracts, but they can compete. It's really weird to watch as a Chicago fan because it hasn't been like that 30 years, you know? Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. We always just have these albatross contracts that we like can't unload. Whereas it feels like even the contracts here that are questionable will be at least tradable, you know? Yeah. Is this the bull scent? Did we just go into it without me knowing? Because we haven't even touched Lonzo Ball. Who I am so hyped for. That's right. Never lost. It has it was foretold. Lamar Ball is my is my spirit guide. Now that Julian's doing sports camps, Lamar Ball is my spirit guide. <laughs> you got to give him credit, I guess. I mean, all three of those kids might be in the NBA sooner than later. Leangelo had a good game in summer league. He had another good one today, I believe. So did he? Yeah, and he's out there like hustling. Coaches love to see that. <laughs> okay, so. Best signing of this free agency season, Lonzo Ball. Don't at me. <laughs> it could be. I don't hate it. Right? He's The fit is perfect. The skill set's great. He's a young, growing player. And he seems to have a great attitude. People like playing with him. As long as his dad doesn't come to town, which he yeah. won't because he never leaves L.A. What? So, no, hold on. The whole, like, LeVar distraction thing is so overblown to me. It, yeah. Well, it's over. Now, no. well, I'm just saying, like, ESPN put him on TV like every night for a month, and then they're like, This is gonna be a big distraction. I'm like, Nobody cares, nobody yeah. cares. I think in Lonzo's rookie year, it was a thing. I think other players made comments to him. I think when he was on TV all the time, it was annoying. I don't know if it impacted his development, but it's certainly no longer an issue. I agree. I'm not worried about it. The, yeah. the kid's a great passer. He's becoming a very good shooter. If he just maintains where he was at last year, that'd be fantastic. He's a good defender. I, I don't know. Is he great on ball? I don't know. But he gets steals and he gets in passing lanes. He's smart. He doesn't need the ball in his hand. And our team has a lot of guys that want the ball in their hands. If Kobe White's going to get minutes, Levine's got the ball in his hand. DeRozan's got the ball in his hand. Lonzo doesn't need that, but he can run the offense if he needs to. Three guard lineups. I, I, and we got this guy for only $20 million a year. Come on. Right. Look at this signing. Yeah, no, I love it. Look, don't look at me. We're going to go to some games next year. I mean, you know, COVID willing. Assuming COVID, <laughs> right. Uh, single tier. <laughs> but that the Bulls oh, team I'm... is going to be so exciting. They're going to oh, be yeah. so exciting. And then, like, not to mention anything about Kobe White coming off the bench. Like, oh. Oh, my Carolina baby boy. Okay. You still have faith in him? Absolutely. He had a good he had a good second half of his rookie season. I'm all I'm all in on my baby boy. I like him too. And he could be the kind of guy that's like a, a microwave off the bench. I could see him being that like a very valuable six man. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he couldn't start eventually, but I would love that guy coming in and just 
dropping 15 a game against second units, you know, 17 a game. I could see him being a Schroeder type, you know? Yeah, on this team, I don't see how he starts, but yeah, no, yeah. I, I definitely think he six man of the year potential eventually. Yeah. I, I love the construction of this team right now. Even the defense, I don't think is going to be as bad as everybody thinks. I think the rebounding is where we're going to get absolutely crushed, but yeah. I mean, who's our, let's see, who's our front court here? We got. Uh, They're saying Patrick Williams at the four, I guess, which is fine. I like him. I like him, but I think it's a stretch to put him at the four. What are you going to do? Side. I mean, you can't, no, I don't know I mean, if he's really a three in today's league. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, six, seven. All right. Hey, you can have well, we were talking there. about this the other night. It's like, who are other fours? Like in the league, there's very few like traditional fours left. Most of the fours who are starting these days are about Patrick Williams' size. You know, yeah. Right. I mean, that's a, if you if traditional four, you mean Kevin Love? Is Kevin Love right. like yeah? There's the their dinosaurs. He he got Roy Hibbard. He is a thing yeah. of the past. <laughs> It's better to be super quick and six foot seven than be super slow and six foot eleven. So yeah, so some of the power forwards in the NBA here. So we've yeah. got yeah, I'm not gonna start all the way down here. That's terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we got Anthony Davis, Giannis, Draymond, Pascal Siakam, Zion, so uh Sabonis, Tobias okay, Harris. So- these are all guys who are better than Patrick Williams. However, size-wise and matchup-wise, I don't have a problem with Patrick no. Williams as the guy who matches up with those guys. No, stop. He's not stop. undersized or too slow for any of those guys. Even Anthony stop. Davis, I no. think he could match up with okay, as well no. as anyone. You are delusional, my friend. Those are all terrible matchups for him. What Jeremy, is a good you're, you're Jeremy going, Grant? Here's you're one. going. You're going Anthony Davis. You're like yes, Patrick Williams. Please. No, I'm not Start saying Patrick. <laughs> Well, okay, I'm not wait. saying anyone can contain Anthony Davis. Yeah, I'm just, just saying say, at the at the four, who, Giannis, who are you going to be like? Uh, Anthony Davis is out there. Our guys got him. Like, if you don't have Giannis, what? Are, who who are you right, sitting out there? Right. But yeah, who of the other names he said match Zion. up against AD? Tobias Harris? Yeah, like none yeah. of these guys do. He's he's the outlier. But there's maybe three or four guys like that. The rest of them, I think he he matches up with size wise. He's got that long wingspan, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, he matches up with Draymond, Pascal Siakam. Uh, I don't know yeah. about Zion, but... No, Again, Zion who matches up with him? Yeah, yeah. Huh. His wingspan is seven feet. Just look up Patrick Williams. That's fine. I like him. I like you can him. Go ahead I just and, think. Carl, you can go ahead and change your name from Kuminga MVP 2028 to... <laughs> Patrick Williams, Defensive Player of the Year, 2027. There you 2027. Go. I'm going to say 2023. Oh, 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 I like it. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't even know if he's that great a defensive player. He's good. I think good enough. Yeah. But... He, has, he has the body and the intensity for it. When I watch him play, I, yeah. I like it. I like it. And I like how he picks his spots on offense too. That guy's never going to be a get buckets guy, but he's also an efficient guy. He can get you probably 10, 15 points a game, you know, as a ceiling. I I, I like his potential. Smart player. Like he's not going to be a guy where, 
like Denzel Valentine last year throwing up the three and everybody on the court just going, what are you doing? Yeah. What happened to that guy? Is he gone too? He's a free agent. I'd imagine. He should okay. be. Did I miss something? Or I don't know if you guys follow the Chicago Bulls on any social media, but they did like a goodbye. Thanks for playing. Like, thanks for being here for Daniel Tice, but they didn't yeah. do one for, and for Cristiano Felicio, but they didn't do one for Denzel Valentine. That feels weird, right? Was that, was there bad blood? I mean, if Daniel Tice, who played with us for like 15 games, got one, why didn't their social media team feel like Valentine, who's been on our team for like half a decade, deserved I, one? I think it's I, because Valentine didn't sign a contract. I think he's, it, it looks like he's still with the Bulls. Oh. So oh. Matt, I'm insulting. I'm so insulting to him that I didn't even think he was with the team. <laughs> and I'm calling them out for being insulting. I mean, I'm on, I'm on spot track and I don't yeah. see him on things. Nah, nah, he's a free agent. Okay. So, but but uh, but Feliciano, he signs in another country, right? And Tice, yeah, Germany or whatever. So Felicio, I think that the social media department, not to get too in the weeds here, but I don't think that they thank them for their service until they sign somewhere else. (laughs) That's true. I guess it's always possible they could bring him back. All right, cool, cool. Thank you for clearing (laughs) that up for me. I was concerned. So which Jalen are you guys more excited to watch this year? Green. Uh, oh, gonna, Suggs for me. I'm going Suggs. I feel like Jalen Green's upside looks crazy. Look, his upside, yes. This year, I'm more intrigued by Jalen Suggs. I think Jalen Green in the long run will be the better player. Suggs, I think, is going to be the better pro first. Right. And didn't he have some amazing game in Summer League? Is that what I'm yeah. – I remember seeing that. Oh, yeah, 24 points in that opener. Yeah, I mean, I watched it, and he wasn't like – they weren't – you're not going to, like, be scrolling Instagram and see, like, Jalen Suggs, like, Summer League highlights. They were just, like, very smart, very efficient, you know, pull-up jumpers at the elbow, bank shot <laughs> – couple of free throws like Jalen Green however this dude is out here like throwing up windmills and like reverse layups like that dude is exciting as hell do you think Suggs is gonna be like an all-star in this league or just like a good point guard Hmm. what's a career comp to where you think it's gonna be It might be because I just saw him play and have a good game. So I don't know if this is an act. You ask me tomorrow, it might be something different. I get Brandon Roy vibes mm-hmm. from him. Wow. Except he's like five inches shorter and not as good of a scorer, right? I'm talking about all around game, but yeah, no, I, I could see it. I no, for sure. I mean, I saw the highlights of him the other yesterday or whatever. And he looked, he looked like he could score. He just also calm, like in all moments, like you can tell there's not going to be a moment that's too big for him. Yeah. I think Kyle Lowry probably is a good cop, maybe not game wise, but career wise. Like important, like value add to a team wise. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I could see that. Either of those, I could see. Okay. 
I mean, if yeah, I mean, Jalen Green is more fun to watch yeah. in some ways, like I you mean, said. Ne- next year, are we all watching the Ignite team? Because I totally missed that. I totally missed the whole G League Ignite thing. I wasn't watching their games or nothing. Um, I saw like two or three games, but I didn't go out of my way. Like I just happened to be like flipping the TV and, you know, it's like G League and I was like, oh, I give it a watch. Yeah. I stumbled on it once or twice, but I didn't know what I was watching. I didn't know like who was Jalen Green was. (laughs) I mean, I did, but I wasn't like really paying attention. I only watched one game like I stumbled on, but I would definitely watch these Ignite games for sure. Are there more guys declaring for them again? Like, there's more guys. There's guys on the team for this coming year, right? Who are top, who are lottery potential yeah. picks? I think. And I know um, uh, the number two player from next year's class reclassified to come out this year, uh, Imani Bates. And there's rumor that he's going to choose the ignite, which is funny because around these parts, they're very unhappy with him because blasphemy. Well, he had committed to MSU, and then Ooh. he withdrew his commitment <laughs> and, and then reclassified to come out. So they're not happy with that young man at all. <laughs> Izzo's going to have to pay more if he wants to compete with the Ignite. Hey, he's salt of the earth. He is a man <laughs> who has done no wrong, uh, and he does everything the right way. So you won't be besmirching his good name in my in not in my presence, sir. <laughs> it's fine. We're in the zone. This this podcast is in the zone. Oh God, no! <laughs> but I mean, you like how much can they get paid? Is it five hundred thousand dollars for the year? Yeah. I mean, I don't see why there'd be a cap. I'm sure they well, could no, pay them whatever the, they want. In the G, I don't know. I I think there's a cap on it because I think they. Well, I don't know. That's why that that's why that overtime league or whatever where they're paying kids like 2.5 million to play for one year like that'll be interesting to see what happens with that but I I I legitimately did not watch a single college game this year so when I saw the rookies I was like yeah I saw Jalen Suggs hit a he hit a game winner you know I watched him in high school at Minnehaha playing with Chet Holmgren like I'm more likely to see the high school games than I am these college games it's bizarre yeah so yeah, what about Jimmy, what about Kaminga? I I didn't watch him until uh you know the Warriors drafted him and now I know that he's the 2028 20, MVP. But <laughs> he looked good in the game that I saw, so that's why I'm kind of like I'm I'm high on Kaminga, not MVP 2028 high, but <laughs> he is he is raw. He is raw. He is very raw. <laughs> but his, what went his, wrong last year for him? Why did his stock drop so much last year? Did he just look terrible? Obviously, again, we didn't watch any games. But I mean, too many threes from what I saw. Yeah, I, I think he, he's still a top 10 pick. I mean, you know, the, the, the top of this draft was pretty well cemented. You know, I mean, I think if maybe if he came out last year, he would have gone in the top five. But maturity... Mm-hmm. Not, not doesn't have a good head on his shoulders, stuff like that. I'm sure. I mean, you you gotta you gotta develop him for two three years before he's gonna be what he's gonna be, at least. For sure. Now, when what, do you guys think the double draft is gonna be? Oh, I have no clue. The high school, college. Yeah, when they get rid of one and done, and there's two classes in the same draft. Ooh. That's, That's going to happen, right? It's got to be in the next three, four years. They can't have that one and done rule forever, can they? 
I mean, not if they want to keep up with the G League Ignite. <laughs> That's what I'm like, saying. Can't wait for that double draft. Because like Imani Bates, if he goes to the Ignite, he'll be there for two years because he has to, because you have to be a year outside of your original graduating class. So it wouldn't be his reclassified class. So he could make a million bucks just from the G League without having to go through the whole name, image, and likeness crap. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't see why he wouldn't do it. Plus, you're playing against NBA, like, NBA talent. You're getting NBA coaching. You're learning about life on the road. I, it's a it's a no-brainer to me. I agree. You don't get the national TV exposure to, like, idiots like us, but all the scouts are watching you. It's not like you're in, like, Australia or something like everyone's watching. So uh, none of those guys dropped. I mean, I mean, Kaminga dropped, but like you said, they both stayed top 10, you know? So I feel like green rose. I agree. (laughs) I mean, but yeah, um, I feel like as this ignite thing gets going more and more, because last year was just year one of it. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think think they're going to make them more primetime viewing. I, I think there's going to be an effort to like get their get these guys' faces out there. No, for sure, Agreed. and I think, uh, and I, you know, it's more of the European soccer model. I'm like, we should turn these kids pro at like 14, you know, and just have them playing. You know, if you're good enough, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, they already are. They're on these AAU circuits, and people are making money off of them. Well, so. that's what I'm saying. Is is I think that's that's predatorial, you know, like I think these kids are taken advantage of and their parents and all of a sudden like these average kids are their parents are paying $20,000 a year for coaching because they think they can get them a college scholarship. I was like, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to fix that, but amateurism is the worst. <laughs> yeah, agreed. AAU is a scam, but hey, what you going to do? <laughs> get a free pair of Nikes probably, I guess. Yeah, and then the NCAA will suspend you for games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what other rookies are you guys excited about? Like we talk green, we talk Io. slugs. Oh hell yes. <laughs> Io Dasunmu. I'm telling you, that dude dropped. He should have been a first rounder. Oh, Couldn't be happier just... to have him in Chicago. A first round talent in the second round and a Chicago win. Oh, you know what he reminds me of? You guys, obviously, you guys will be top over this, but you remember Luther Head? Yeah, that's who, that's who this guy reminds me of. Not necessarily his style of play, but just like his potential to have an impact in the NBA. Like that guy ended up playing like seven or eight years in the NBA. I think he averaged double digit points a couple years and was like a legitimate rotation guy on a couple of those Houston teams. Like, I don't see why IO can't be that. That's his ceiling, I guess, but that's that'd be val- that's great value in the second round if he could be that. I feel there like you go. he can Yeah, I, I could see like a nice long 10-year career for this guy like he's smart, plays good defense, can get to the rim whenever he wants to, becoming a better shooter. Yeah. It's like he was penalized for playing 
you know, more than one year at Illinois. <laughs> but he got better every year that he played. Like, so it wasn't like he was stagnant. So I, I don't understand, like, the criticism. Like, you want a guy to stay, he gets better. Yeah. Hey, I'm sure there was, like, a kid in Latvia, though, that he ran some good laps. He looked good. So <laughs> sorry, Io, you got to drop. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of other legitimate rookies. Not that Io's not legitimate, but that could like pop. Why, Carl? Who do you like? No, that's it. I don't like. I said I'm not watching. I'm not watching college, so I'm just getting indoctrinated yeah. into like the rookies right now. I mean, um, Cade Cunningham. I mean, yeah, I've never seen him play, so I'm excited to see him play. But I like they these guys don't well i don't want to say it that way but you know i don't watch them until they come to come to the league i'm not interested in the ncaa product that's why i'm fascinated by ignite it's like i i would love to see that because i think it's a higher quality of competition hopefully but i mean cunningham is he's like another uh jalen um jalen sucks type in that he's not very exciting he's just very good Mm. And he's got the size that yeah. Suggs doesn't have necessarily. I mean, a six-eight point guard that can shoot forty percent from the three-point line. I mean, and plays yeah. good he's, defense. <laughs> is that a guy whose career is going to get like derailed in Detroit? Um, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Detroit doesn't have the best track record. No, it's been a rough. Uh, decade and a half or so <laughs> but i mean i like alvin gentry so you know maybe alvin gentry Dwayne casey jesus christ here i am being racist <laughs> and calling i can't do that i can't race. get away with that <laughs> I'm, I'm so racist yeah i'm sorry Dwayne casey and alvin gentry <laughs> I mean, I guess they have all these good young guys, right? But are any of them, like, stars? Like, Cade has potential. Killian Hayes could be good, maybe. Sadiq Bey. Sadiq Bey is just solid. Uh, right? None of I these mean, guys are going to pop. Yeah. They could. I mean, I mean Cunningham is... and Hayes, to me, are the only two that can pop. Right. Everybody well, else is just solid background fine. pieces. This is the Suns, right? You just got to wait like four or five years. When Chris Paul gets traded in 2025. (laughs) Well, at that time, it would probably be – who would it be in five years? Who's 31 or 32? Steph Curry. No, no, he's older than that. Didn't he just sign a $200 million deal? Yeah, yeah. No, his is running through like 37, I think. Perfect. Jeez. (laughs) Al Lowry. (laughs) Kyle Lowry, I guess, right? He's only like 33, right? We haven't really talked about Miami at all, and I feel like they went all in this offseason. They did. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, this is cool. I'm glad you guys are doing it. I don't know if you're significantly better. I don't buy it. I think they're a little better, but not to the point of where if they lost in the first round, I wouldn't be shocked. Right. What about heat culture? (sighs) Uh, well, I mean, if you sign one of the <laughs> arguably three best players of all time, you know, heat culture is a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Jimmy's prime right now. They got to build. They, 
Jimmy is definitely like a could be a top 10 most important guy in the league. He's probably top 15, but he has that potential if he stays healthy. When you have a guy like that, you have to you are you are in win now mode. You yeah. have to be. No. Absolutely. And so I think they did what they had to do. It's like and Bam is young, I guess. Bam is going to be good. Yeah, I like it. They could build around him. And they did get Olin Depot on the minimum coming off that injury. So, yeah, I just can't. I can't believe anymore with Oladipo. I feel like every year I get him in fantasy and then it's like, he's always a bust. I always get him cheap thinking it'd be like good. And then he gets hurt or he shoots 28% from three or he does something goofy. You have to wait for the real life Renaissance before you go picking him up in fantasy. Here's what you got to buy low. His, uh, his ceiling now has to be like Grant Hill and Phoenix. Right. I mean, It feels like it, man, because he's just been hurt. And, I mean, how old is Oladipo? He's got to be late 20s by now, right? He's been around forever. I guess not forever, but 29. He's 29. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he's he's got to be Phoenix-era Grand Hill. I mean. Do you want to do you want to hear his games played the last couple of years? I'm not no. even going to say it to you. Less than 50 for the last Oof. five years every Oof. season. And that's being generous. Oof. 36, 19, 33. Well, I guess 33 was the, the COVID season, but then 20 last year. Yeesh. Yikes. I mean. Or 19 was the COVID season, whatever. It's rough. It's rough. He hasn't played a complete season over the last four seasons. So I feel I like this, this all started going downhill when he started singing before the dunk contest that year. Wrong, wrong. It started going downhill when he committed to Illinois and then decommitted and went to Indiana. That's when it went wrong. (laughs) Which is funny because I hated him for that. But then as soon as he got drafted, I was like, this guy is going to be awesome. And then I've spent the last few years just watching him never really hit, you know, besides that one three month period five years ago. Look, he just wanted to break your heart again. Long story short, don't think he matters for the Heat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what is he like the fifth or sixth most important player on the team? So, if that you oh, forget, no. here I mean, Hero could be He's more important. Oh, Hero's definitely more important. Duncan yeah. Robinson could be more important for sure. He might uh, be overpaid, but he's certainly important. So. Uh, noted. Uh, noted. Favorite player of Jason Dime, PJ Tucker. Uh, Not important for this team. Not important. Uh, How I don't understand why you guys love PJ this version of PJ Tucker so much. I don't get it. Now that we're talking about Miami, like how many minutes? Whose minutes is he taking down there? Udonis Haslam. Do you get anybody? There's no minutes for you, Dallas Haslam. He didn't play. Look, I like him for the value. I yes. think it is a good value signing. Seven and a half million dollars. <sighs> I think that's a good deal. Yeah. And I'm looking like during the regular season last year, I guess he shot 34% from three, which is significantly better than the like 21% he shot in the playoffs. I guess if he could get to mid thirties, hit one a game, 
that would probably make the difference. I mean, it, when you look at the Heat roster, it falls off a cliff because it's like Butler, Adebayo, Lowry, Robinson, Tucker, Hero. And then after that, you have Akpala. I don't know how to say his name. Markeith Morris, Dwayne Dedman, Victor Oladipo, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, and Omar Yurt Seven. So there's where it starts to fall off. They're six deep. Yeah, they're six yeah. deep, and P.J. Tucker is one of those six. <laughs> so he's going to get those minutes, and he is an important signing for them. Much to your chagrin. <laughs> oh, Fair man. enough. It, it will be an important signing, and that's part of why my faith in that team is, is limited. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, absolutely. You're correct about that. But it's like when you spend so much money on all those players, that's a team that I would like to see the Bulls leapfrog. If they leapfrog that team, this season went right for the Bulls. They should, to me. Mm-hmm. I think the Bulls are a better team. Definitely a deeper team. Yeah. Seed for the Bulls? You said seed? Four. Oh, four? Uh, I don't, the East, I don't even know. See, so Bucks, Nets. That's one. That's one tier of its own. Bucks and Nets. Those are the two best teams in the East, no question. Yeah, like so. I mean, those two are. That's that's all set. Um, here's where it starts to. This is where it starts to get wide open. That's. I mean, uh, where Atlanta? do you fall on the Sixers this year? Atlanta, Philly, like what are these teams? Uh, the Bulls are in the mix for any of these. They're X for the three seed, maybe the four seed, if you ask me. I think their max is the four seed. I would who's love three? to be. Who's three? Um, fuck it. Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you the Nets, Bucks, Heat, Hawks, Sixers. I mean, they all easily could be higher. For sure, but the Bulls are in that tier. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I would, I would put them like I. Well, I don't know what's going to happen with the 76ers, but they're still going to be a good regular season team if they keep Simmons. I mean, that's yeah. really the mm-hmm. issue. Even if they don't keep Simmons, I think they're good enough to be a a good regular season team. It's just without if if Embiid gets hurt and they don't have Simmons, that's got that's going to be a a problem. But it well, depends they're, on who they gonna, get back. they're not just going to not have Simmons. I mean, so th- if they deal Simmons, they get they're, they're going to have something. Yeah, 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 yeah so yeah, it's yeah. going to be Dame or Beal, McCollum or someone, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. See, I would I would line it up: Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Philly with the question marks, and then I'd say like a four way tie uh. with you've got the Knicks, the Hawks, the Heat and the Bulls, and maybe the Celtics. I guess yeah, that's yeah, five yeah. teams that I think could – I think those are all 46 win, forty-six to 48-win teams right there. Yeah. I think – I agree. Loving it. Love it, the East. It would be the worst thing in the world for everyone involved if that, like, number three or, God forbid, the number two seed went to Atlanta. Trey Young would be unbearable. And I'm kind of here for it. <laughs> you love villain Trey Young. I, lo- I love villains, man. I love the villains. <laughs> then why didn't you like Harden? How is this different? Yeah, because Harden was just annoying. 
There's a difference. I, I love watching Trey Young play. I, there's no, like, the way he played this year is, is it's fun. It's not, like, it's not like a weird ball hog, like he can't win games, but he shoots a lot of shots thing. He's, he's getting everyone involved. He's a leader on the team. I, I love him. Yeah. I, and, I love him. And I think the big thing for me, uh, Trey Young, James Harden uh, comparison there is – uh, James Harden's always like blaming other people, at least Houston's version of him is like, oh, yeah. and you know, maybe this is more Daryl Morey and I'm just like extending it to <laughs> James Harden, but it's like, oh yeah, you know, the refs, oh yeah, you know this, oh yeah, you know, Giannis, oh, that's great. If I could be seven feet tall and just dunk, you know, and it's like, dude, just go out there, do your little lawyer ball where you, you you know you draw fouls that feel kind of dirty but you know it's technically correct and get your points for trey young to become the villain that you want to love he's gonna have to do some of that shit that you just talked about not liking hard and doing like he's gonna have to say some obnoxious shit or play some obnoxious way that's what makes you a villain it's not just like the fun like bowing at the center court it's like there's more to being a villain. No, he draws those annoying fouls, but he also, he doesn't go out there to me and like complain about other players and what they're doing. Okay. I, I'm not trying to argue against him. I love Trey Young. Let's this do is it. a mood point because they're changing the rules, right? So they are. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I can't wait. It's going to be incredible. Let, it's going to be a hilarious adjustment. Let's nope. see what NBA Player Association CJ McCollum has to say. About this. <laughs> uh, CJ, are you on the line with us? <laughs> <laughs> Coming in live from Salem, Oregon, right now. PJ Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> PJ Tucker. CJ McCollum. CJ, are you there? <laughs> I, I, I think we hit pretty much most of what we wanted to talk about. I didn't really have a list of anything. Can we do a quick NBA Top Shot segment? No, please no. I'm trying, man. I just, I'm not into it. I'm trying. B-Top, sign up an account right now. Top Shot. It's so much fun. It, Carl, tell them how much fun it is. It's, it's, listen, you get to, like, once a month, you get to go on and click into a random queue, and hopefully you get in the low enough amount that you can buy a pack. <laughs> And uh, listen, it's my kid's college fund you're mocking <laughs> right now. This is my kid's college fund. Is a is a it's a Miles Bridges dunk that I own that's worth three dollars. I think the way they right have now. it set up that they have it set up, it's like it's gonna become more and more gated to the big crypto guys. So the way so that I they should hang them, on to what do I have? No, on to what I have, right? Yes, hang on to what you have. It's <laughs> oh. just funny. No top shot. <laughs> B top for real. We'll talk after the pot. I'm gonna get you on top shot. I'm gonna start texting you like links and stuff. You're gonna love it. I'm still so confused by top shot. Just, <laughs> Don't just... worry. I'm gonna get you into it. It's not gonna. Once you get, I mean, it is very confusing. But once you get into it, it's slightly less confusing. <laughs> it's just, just think of Beanie Babies. That's all. They're just Beanie. Think babies. of basketball cards. They're digital basketball cards. Oh man, you you are all in. Look at you. <laughs> he loves so it. much fun, man. I the, I need people to get into it so my the value of my my NFTs goes up. 
<laughs> do you want my kid going to college or not? <laughs> this is serious. Put this old baby dime already. <laughs> oh, man. He won't be laughing when he listens to this podcast one day and is like, that's why we can't afford college. Uh, college is, college <laughs> is going to either not exist or be free by the time. By God willing, not yeah. exist. I vote not exist. <laughs> it's just going to be YouTube college. It's going to be curated <laughs> playlists of uh, <laughs> algebra. <sighs> oh, man. It would be like verses, except with like teachers. <laughs> <laughs> that would be incredible. Why would it be like that? <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Fair. Hey, you got to keep the kids' attention somehow. <laughs> Who can explain this quadratic equation, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess we'll have to jump on here again right before the season starts. The real question is, are we going to do a full fantasy podcast? Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't think anybody cares about pretend teams. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would do a fantasy thing, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm doing research anyway on the 75 greatest basketball players of all time that Ooh. nobody asked me to do, by the way. That's <laughs> recreational. I've just been sitting down here compiling players and diving through stats. And boy, this is... Uh, this if that's is true, I, I would love to take a look at what you've done and criticize it, but not do any actual <laughs> homework of my own. So let me know if you're interested in that. Oh, I'll share. I'll share the doc with you. I got a Google Doc. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see it. I'm a 37 year old man with a Google Doc of a bunch <laughs> of basketball players. <laughs> well, all right, gentlemen. I'll always, uh, always. We shall. We shall do this again. Maybe I'll. Uh, when I get this list down to 75, we'll go through all 70. No. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in for it. Let yeah. me know. And why we'll not? Do, we'll do my top 10. Let's eh, compromise 50. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Stop drilling, man. You just struck oil. Uh, all right. Catch you guys later. Yep. Thanks, Peace. guys. Peace. <laughs>